the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. George Brocker back with you here halfway through the Hump Day show. That means every minute from now on continues to push us a little bit closer towards that first weekend in January of 2024. As always, happy to be joined on the radio by super senior reporter. And, of course, there's a comma between super and senior. Uh, His name is Tony Kovaleski out there at Denver 7 Investigates. Uh, Sir, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Happy New Year, George. Happy New Year. And, buddy, I know you have limited time, but I just read your text. When did Jen leave? She is in Scottsdale. Her husband, Doug, was the head coach at Thunder Ridge, as you may recall. He got a phone call and an opportunity to go join one of the top high school programs in the country, and he's now coaching the Chaparral foot. <clears throat> excuse me, the Chaparral football team in Scottsdale. She uh, joined him down there, and she's working at the ABC affiliate in Scottsdale as an investigative reporter. And yeah, she abandoned me. When? How long ago was that? Uh, it happened in June. Sweet God, where have I been? I swear to God I talked to her, it seems like, within the last three or four months. That, that's just heartbreaking because Jen, of course, following in her dad's footsteps, a great investigative reporter. I'll have uh, I to think look it's the other way around, but we'll go that, we'll go that <laughs> way. Look, uh, proving that point, by the way, you had a story that you broke here on uh, Denver 7 the other day about busloads of migrants. Talk us through that. Well, I, my, my phone kind of blew up over the weekend about what happened, and it was in the Central Park neighborhood, uh, essentially east of Quebec and south of I-70, and sources telling me as many as 19 buses and vans dropped off migrants on Friday, about between 8 a.m. and 1. Now think about it, the Friday before a long weekend, timing is perfect. Um, And it's important to stress, city leaders have not confirmed this information, although it's coming from what I consider to be very reliable sources. Hold on, even today, uh, we out, Tony, we they, they, haven't, they haven't confirmed it, even today? Um, we don't have confirmation. They were looking as of yesterday. Okay. Um, this morning, I've not heard any update. They they promised on, on Monday, remember it was a holiday, yep. to dive into it, and um, I'm, I'm still waiting for callbacks and, and info. But on Monday... The holiday, we were out there in the parking lot, talked to employees. There's a Home Depot, there's a Walmart, and there is a um, Sam's Club in that area, right? Yeah. Talked to employees, talked to, to people, said, did you see anything on Friday? And people said, yeah, there were, there were, there were drop-offs. They didn't know the exact numbers uh, that my sources were saying, but they said, yes, there were people out there trying to make money, washing windshields. Uh, driving people or trying to help people with their groceries from one of the stores, the Walmart or the, or the Sam's Club, or or with their items from Home Depot. And I actually talked to a security officer who said his company was hired after what happened on Friday to step in. And he said there were some of the migrants trying to charge people to park in the Sam's Club parking lot. As you know, when you go to Sam's Club or any of those stores, yeah. parking is free. 
Um, so trying to make money. Um, he said they were they were kind, they were nice, but uh, they were brought in to send the message you can't do this. You're generally harassing customers and impacting the businesses. So, um, yeah, it, it was a, an interesting story and supported not only by sources, but by people out at those three businesses that we talked to on Monday. When you talk to these folks, too, I mean, and this dovetails with some other reporting that's been taking place with other outfits like the Gazette, where they talk about the wins and losses with some of this illegal immigration stuff and even legal migration. There's a story here in the Gazette about the owner of a Shell gas station at North Spear and Zunai Street saying, yeah, these folks come in here and we are now missing all of our squeegees. You know what I mean? Like our wipers for the windshields. Yes. Because these folks take them and then run out to street corners and try to hustle money from people by squeegeeing off their windshields. It reminds me of 1970s New York. Well, yeah, I mean, we we have seen this in, in various cities, right? We've been in that awkward position where somebody will squeegee your your vehicle and then have that expectation. But, you know, the bigger picture is the solution. And and you might have seen Mayor Johnston on CNN on Friday um, going to Congress, calling on Congress to come up with a solution because, you know, the difficulty is that they, they come to our community. We are a sanctuary city, as you well know. And then the problem is created for, so how do they survive? How do they survive? And, and the mayor's looking for solutions. Obviously, the city is getting inundated with with busloads, whether it's 5, 10, 15, or, or, or the 19 that we heard. Um, it, it's, it's an issue, and it's got to be addressed. It, it's a bigger picture. It, from, from the guy at the, at the gas station with the squeegees to everybody in that community that's trying to deal with it, was trying to go to Sam's Club on, on Saturday and, and having to uh, manage a, a difficult situation. They, they want to survive. They need money. What's the solution? One of the things that has come out since then, too, is uh, Mayor Mike Johnston was on uh, Meet the Press. I think yesterday they do a podcast. Sunday. Was it Sunday? Maybe it was Sunday. I it was Sunday. It could have been yeah. Sunday, yeah. And, and he talked about the fact that they are right now looking, Denver is looking at up to 15% of its general budget going towards trying to address this migrant crisis um, I don't know if you've heard anything more about that, but do we know even like where these buses are coming from and how do we stop them? Well, or can we stop? You them? Know, I mean, I don't know. It, it's, it's assumed they're coming from Texas. Right. Um, and and they're they're going, as we heard on, on Friday on CNN, they're going to Denver. They're going to Chicago. They're going to New York City. The mayor's from all three cities stepping up and saying we need to solve this. And. You know, it, it it's a it's a major issue, and and from as simple as the people that are living in these communities trying to navigate their daily lives, uh, from the migrants' perspective, right? They they get on a bus, they're 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 stopping in a city. This is now their new home. They have nothing, and and some of these some of these people these are getting off with with kids, it's families. Uh, I can't imagine. I, I try to put myself. In those shoes, what what would that be like? I I, I know you know the role of us as reporters, jo- George, as you know, is is to bring things to light, and then hopefully things are solved. Uh, we, we did that again on on Monday, and and I can tell you that that 
uh, there's probably going to be more stories like this, right? This clearly, yeah, of course, this isn't going to end until we figure out whatever our immigration policy is at the national level. This is the local consequences. But, you know, this is the kind of thing that impacts even Johnson, Mayor Johnson's efforts to address the homeless or the unhoused in Denver, because every busload is another group of people that aren't showing up with like reservations at the Marriott. You know what I mean? Like they're out there in parking lots trying to figure out a way to eke out an existence. I mean, this doesn't seem like it has an end. Uh, Have you heard any proposals on how this can be fixed? Um. The mayor on, on CNN was asking Congress to step in, to create funding for the cities, to provide money for the migrants, to allow them to start building, to provide money for the cities that are having to deal with this, because there's a trickle-down effect. I mean, we saw in, in 2022, 2021, the impact of, of homelessness in Denver that that the mayor and, and city leaders were moving city employees from other departments to deal with homelessness and that had an impact on building permits we got calls often about delays in building permits so the trickle-down effect is massive because as as humans the in in credit to the mayor uh he's trying to to do what he can to find the funding but at some point money runs out and that's why he and other mayors are, are calling on congress the federal government Find some money, step in. There is precedent. This has happened before uh, with immigrants from Honduras, with with immigrants from other parts of the world that have come in. And so uh, he's hoping Congress acts quickly. Tony Kovaleski, I know you got to run and go do some other stuff. I hope your phone keeps blowing up and then you'll share with us the information that you get, because it sounds like but for you, we wouldn't know anything about 20 more busloads of immigrants filing into Denver. Thanks for doing it. I appreciate your time, and, and we will continue. I know the city's looking to, to try to confirm, but uh, the bottom line is we, as you heard, talked to a security officer who was hired specifically to deal with the wow. issues on Saturday, and uh, hopefully we will get some help from the federal government, and, and uh, it, there are solutions that are coming. Happy New Year, my friend. I appreciate your time, George. Happy New Year back at you. Talk to you soon. Hey, that's Tony Kovaleski, Super Comma Senior investigative reporter for Denver 7 Investigates. You can find his uh, article here, his story, on the 7 News website. Easy to Google, easy to locate under that Denver 7 Investigates tab. Uh, There's another story on that same website about the mayor saying the migrant crisis could cost Denver $180 million in 2024. $180 million, which represents... 10 to 15 percent of the entire general fund budget for the year. Think about that, folks. This, by the way, and I listened to the interview on Meet the Press. Maybe I thought it was yesterday because I was listening to the Meet the Press podcast and it really was Sunday. It's kind of irrelevant. But one thing he says on this podcast repeatedly is I've asked Mayorkas and the Biden administration for relaxed rules in terms of who can work, getting the ability to work, because he's championing these migrants from the standpoint of saying they're just here to earn money. Even the story that Tony did, the the security guard says, hey, most of these folks, super polite, they're just here to earn money. That's, of course, why they're shaking folks down uh, for parking in, in an open and free 
parking lot. Uh, but having said that, at no point do I ever hear Mayor Johnston say the Biden administration needs to figure out the southern border. Not a single time did I hear him say it needs to stop or we have too many. The too many comment from him is couched in terms of we've lost the ability to house them. We need to empower them to go out and earn money so they can house themselves. This crisis is going nowhere. But I just want you to think about that dollar amount. That's for one freaking year. A hundred and eighty million dollars. Ten to fifteen percent of Denver's operating budget. Are you down with that? What is the answer? Here's where I think this is going. Let's say the feds don't intervene. And you know why they might not intervene? Guess what's an election year? 2024. Does the Biden administration and Mayorkas, um, are, are they going to want to dump money to help keep this problem going? They're super pissed off. Karine Jean-Pierre, uh, KJP, perhaps the worst press secretary of my lifetime in the White House. And that says a lot. Um just really not effective at all she said it was shameful i think her words were yep it was shameful to send illegal immigrants to self-described sanctuary cities see the way the biden administration would have it is their decisions way up in dc and up there in the northeast those decisions would only have ramifications for border states like the arizonas and the new mexico's and the Texas's and all that other stuff and California. That's it. They'd have to absorb the brunt of this thing, which they have for years. Well, it turns out uh, the uh, the governor, Greg Abbott of the state of Texas, has said, hey, let's all share in this pain right here. Let's distribute this throughout the country. And it's now creating problems. Do you know, does anybody have any idea so far? And we're guessing here. We're guessing because we don't have an exact number. How many migrants since December 2022? That's just a year. How many migrants Denver has absorbed? 34,000. 34,000 migrants have been dumped on the streets of Denver, a sanctuary city. And of course, we're a sanctuary state as well. That's the size of Englewood. The city of Englewood in migrants has been dumped off on the streets of Denver. Now, as you know from the other stories that we've told here, and we've had the conversations with Mayor Mike Kaufman from Aurora, that Denver's like, we don't have any more place to put these people. I'm in the middle of trying to uh, solve a housing crisis right here in Denver. So he contracted with a hotel or a motel in Aurora had all the other people that were there didn't allow their leases to be renewed or their rental agreements so that they could house migrants because Denver's policy decisions affect the rest of the metro area. When Denver decides not to lock up car thieves, it affects Adams County. It affects Arapahoe, Douglas, Jeffco. When they invite illegal or legal migrants into the city, it doesn't just stay in Denver. And this is where I'm going with this. You know the next step is one of two things. Could be both. One is they're going to get the federal government to show up with truckloads of cash for the city to deal with this crisis. Which, by the way, the feds have created. There's no doubt the feds have created this crisis. Denver's already spent $36 million on helping those 34,000 migrants. I mean, you can do the math on that. 
right? That's more than $1,000 per migrant. I'm not sure why we can't just buy them a first-class ticket anywhere else in the U.S. to go somewhere else. But nonetheless, they're here. But you and I know when they run out of housing space in Denver, this legislative session that's about to kick off this week, you know that if it's necessary and if it's possible, these lefty legislators under the Gold Dome are going to change the law to require municipalities and counties surrounding Denver to take all of these migrants that Denver can't house anymore. I don't know the vehicle that they're going to use to do it, but you know that that's coming. And all the crime that flows from it, too. And for, before people start wringing their hands and gnashing their teeth, are you saying all illegal immigrants are criminals? Yes. By definition, they are. That's what makes them illegal immigrants. They're not undocumented. They're illegal. We don't call someone who drives without a driver's license legal but undocumented. We call them unlicensed. They're, it's an illegal driver. Same thing here. The other migrants that come in by virtue of this incredibly lax asylum process where biden has just simply declared if you're from venezuela or you can claim you're from venezuela we're going to let you in do you know that this is even mayor johnston on meet the press said that some of these asylum claims these folks that come in and say oh i'm from venezuela i'm seeking asylum they're given the golden ticket to come into america they're given court dates to adjudicate those asylum claims for wait for it 2029 2029, what do you think's going to happen? You think they might make some babies here? You think they might start trying to dig into the community here? Put themselves in a position where by 2029, people are like, oh my God, what an injustice to kick them out of the country, even though they don't have a valid asylum claim. This is where Trump's border policy made all the sense in the world. Oh, we'll adjudicate your asylum claim, but you're not coming in here until we do. You can stay south of the border until we figure out whether you should come in here. Why did that policy get abandoned? This is crazy stuff, folks. This is insane stuff taking place in Denver. But the reason it's important, the reason Tony's reporting about 19 to 20 busloads in one single day, one single evening between 8 p.m. and 1 a.m., are you kidding me? Under the cover of darkness? I want to know, did the, the city of Denver know about it? And if they knew about it, when? And who did they tell about it? This is crazy stuff. Did Sam's Club order the security guard? I should have asked Tony this. Before they got dropped off? If not, how did they know they were coming? I'd love to know the answer to this. 303-696-1971. Uh, we've got uh, one line open. Joan, others on the phone. I promise I'll get to you. Got to do a quick live read. I just don't want to have to cut you off before we get to a hard break here. Uh, Empower Home Team with Keller Williams. That's Gay Ribble's group right there. These folks are who you call when you need to get out of your current house and into the next one. Whatever your situation, it doesn't have to be a house, too. It could be a condo. It could be a townhome. It could be some kind of a duplex. It doesn't matter. If you are looking to make a change in your current situation to go bigger, smaller, or just more modern, it doesn't matter. There's one place to call, and that's the Empower Home team of Keller Williams and Gay Ribble. You can go <coughs> sorry, woo, did not catch that cough button. You can go to their website at Sell With Certainty Colorado, sellwithcertaintycolorado.com. They teach you about a whole bunch of things, about not just what they do, but about the market and considerations. They can help point you in the direction of the people that can provide the financing that's just so hard to get for the right amount and the right terms in this day. 
But you can also call them, and that's where I'd start, 833-301-SOLD. Very nice, helpful people, 833-301-SOLD, 833-301-SOLD. Check them out. When we come back, Joan, others, texts that are coming in here, a lot of texts. What are we going to do? What's next, by the way, for this other immigration shooter drop? Folks, we are fundamentally changing America here. And by we, I mean the administration. You combine the Biden administration's immigration policy, which is virtually non-existent, with a sanctuary city, sanctuary state thing. Wasn't it so easy to say before when we when we got them by ones and twos and tens and twenties? All of a sudden, when we're getting them by 34,000 in a year, it's like, yikes. Where are they going, folks? They're staying here. This is going to fundamentally change the state. Is that for the better? 303-696-1971. It's George Brocker on the George Show, 710 KNUS. George Brocker back with you here, 710 KNUS, talking about the uh, migrant crisis created by Joe Biden's administration, including Mayorkas, and their uh, the border is secure nonsense as they allow in jillions of, I mean, was it the other day you may have seen this? Like they had 200,000 contacts uh, ICE did in like a day down there at the border. It was something incredible. Um, And now here in Denver, in one year, 34,000 migrants have touched down here in Denver in an avowed sanctuary city. Uh, Lexa reminds us that uh, somebody put up that we love migrant sign, we heart migrant sign on the city and county building a few years ago. This is a problem that has been created by the Democrats in the administration. It has been exacerbated and facilitated by the Democrats in charge of Denver and the Democrats under the gold dome. Do you know we're not even allowed now to, to confer with ICE about the criminals that are here that are also here illegally or with migrant status. We don't even get to know the breadth of the problem. But folks, we're, we're reaching a level, and I know some of you have been singing this song for a lot longer uh, than I've been talking about it here, but you know, I thought there might be some end to this. The only way this ends is when this administration ends. The only way this ends for Denver and Colorado is when we take an approach like Florida and Texas have taken, and that won't happen with the current people in control of our government. These people don't like Colorado the way it is. They see a different Colorado. Joe Biden doesn't like the America as it is or as it was. He sees a different America, and they're changing it. Immigrant by immigrant, legal or otherwise. Um, 34,000, that's the city of Englewood. city of Englewood's been dumped in Denver over the last year. 303-696-1971. Joan, you're on 710. Joan, what do you think? Well, I think it's very interesting um, who they are um, targeting as far as cities go. And we're looking at New York, we're looking at Chicago, and now we're looking at Denver. And they're all in cities that are ruled by state legislators that are all Democrats. Um, They're not sending them to Arizona. Why are they not sending them to Arizona? I don't know. And, you know, Texas has a law that's going to be challenged here by the Department of Justice now that has said that uh, their law enforcement can hook up illegals and uh, deport them themselves. Now, that smacks a lot of what Arizona tried to do under governor, can't remember her name, a few years ago, and the Supreme Court came back and said, no, immigration is the exclusive purview 
of the federal government. And if the federal government chooses to do nothing about it, suck it. You're stuck. I mean, that's what I think is going to happen with the Texas one. I hope I'm wrong. But you're right. They're not going to those states in the way that they're coming here. And frankly, as much as I'm disappointed in what's happening to Denver in the state, how can you blame Greg Abbott? What are you supposed to do? Just be like, well, fundamentally change Texas through your lackadaisical approach to to immigration. That's okay. We're fine with that. Absolutely not. I'd be sending them out, too. Well, I can tell you this. There's been some pushback on um, 1227 Wednesday um, previous. We had um, this good neighbor agreement that Denver was trying to create with uh, Wheat Ridge to come in and house um, 400 um, illegal immigrants in a hotel at um, Kipling and I-70. And um, there was a huge meeting, and the people said, we're not liking this, and all of a sudden they're backpedaling. Oh, there's no agreement. No, no, this is not going to happen. And it ended up on Fox News on Friday, which is kind of ironic that Friday Fox News is talking about this kind of thing. And they're shipping them into our our, our um, state. Well, what's what's the, the answer, things- Joan? What's the answer? I mean, I think you and I would say we have to change who represents us, but Colorado feels more and more lost to me. I mean, whether it's the way we... No, I, I honestly think that we are sitting on a real powder cake of anger, and um, people are standing up. People are going to... We're having... There's a meeting on... Um, one eight in um, Wheat Ridge. There's also one in Lakewood. Um, they have public comment. You can come. You can sign up for three minutes. Um, and you don't even have to live in the city to do it. It's a public comment situation. Um, and they're trying to change how you do public comment because they don't want to hear from us. And the very sad thing is if they don't listen and they keep washing and they keep saying we know but what's best and they keep they're 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 going to have a real uh, problem on their hands joan i want you to be i want you to be right i don't think you are and the reason i say that is 45 percent of the electorate being outraged and loud and screaming and pointing out all this horrible stuff is still a losing proposition as 55 percent 52 percent it doesn't matter 50 plus whatever percent ends up continuing to vote for these I hate America, I hate Colorado clown shows that populate the legislature. I just, we need yeah, something. But, but Co- Colorado needs to be worse than it is now. And I don't wish that on it. It just, it's clearly not no, bad enough for people to want to vote for change. It's getting worse. Friday night um, over here at Jewel and Kipling Parkway, the a whole bunch of thugs on scooters i don't know what this scooter scene is and where they're getting the scooters um came into the safeway parking lot there and broke out all the windows on the on the strip mall on the south side what um yes did they ever catch these thugs not yet that was just friday i mean seriously can we do anything you know in less than 48 hours it's like it's like them saying, oh, we don't know if these buses were here. It's been yeah, five freaking days. That, that group of, of uh, scooters, though, I imagine that wasn't like a, a gang of migrant scooter drivers. I mean, I presume that was. No. No, no they're giving all of the 
stuff to these immigrants. So these are migrants on scooters breaking out windows? I don't know if they're migrants or not. What I do know is this is a less than a mile from my house. Yeah, this is appalling. This is another show, Joan, but there is an assault on private property rights taking place at the highest levels based on all of this indifference that we show to people who destroy and steal our stuff. We're just basically sending the message that property ownership is a thing of the past. They're trying to push us more and more to this rental dependent on city and state government kind of existence uh, that they have in Europe. And I'm just not interested in it. Joan, Happy New Year. Thanks for the call. Hey, listen, Jones Line is open, 303-696-1971. A couple texts before I get to Ken and others calling in on Jones Line. George, I had, I'm assuming, a migrant come to my door, dropping my DoorDash lady in suburbs. He very aggressively was demanding I read his translated text on his phone, and he was begging for money. He was intimidating and aggressive. My dogs were very loud and on the defense. They scared him off. I called DoorDash and sent them the video. I was afraid. This is going to happen more and more, even at my house. I had two women show up. I didn't feel afraid, but they showed up with this pre-printed card that was like, we clean homes. And and if I asked them any questions, they had Google Translate and they wanted me to go use their phone to do Google Translate. And I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry. No, thank you. We're not. If you don't know the language, I'm not hiring you to help out with my house. I, I, I don't want that to sound anything more than it is. But no, but for the same reason, I just don't trust what's going on here. Uh, here's one. Don't have to send them to Arizona. Arizona has the problems too. It's a border state. Yep. That's true. Another very scary. Unfortunately, the only real way to deal with this is most likely an untenable trade-off. Most Americans don't want to do i.e. harsh penalties and deportation by force. I don't know that Americans don't want to do that. I mean, there's no doubt we're super soft and there's groups out there that have not been affected by this, by the way, that feel like, you know, This is just our moral obligation to these people. Like the border is largely irrelevant. Just wait, though, till the state changes enough that we now have to raise taxes because we've used all this money to pay for these immigrants or that crime has gone up or that they've been the victim of crime. Let's hear what their stories are then. Let's hear what their take on this is then. 303-696-1971. Ken from Thornton, you're on 710. What do you think, Ken? Well, I think... uh... A lot of the liberal left, a lot of the voters, have, at one level or another, decided to destroy or let the state of Colorado implode somewhat or much like California has become. It's going to be the ruination if it's allowed to continue. And although, you know, I guess if you do some kind of analysis – There's reasons for why these people think that way, but it's so destructive that I cannot understand how they get and maintain this kind of critical mass to keep this insane, democratic, progressive uh, way to to, to maintain it. I don't understand what's happened to this nation that we're letting this thinking prevail. Do you? I do. I I do. I think it has been a couple generations now of an educational system that has has eroded our sense that we are unique. I see Mayor Mike Johnson right now on Fox News, that we are a unique and special country. 
and that uh, being an American is special. Like we have degraded and eroded that to the point where it's like, well, it's no big deal. And if people's motives are pure, what they do doesn't matter. And by pure, I mean, if the left blesses off on them. So if people are coming across the border here and they just want to work and they just want a better life for their family, well, by God, then our laws are irrelevant. We should change our laws so that we can take people on board who want to make this country better. And it's like, listen, I think our immigration system sucks. It's broken. It needs to be overhauled. But this is not the way to do it. Well, I think uh, also all these countries, these people that are coming in from the southern border, besides being a security risk to our health and safety, uh, how when did we decide that it was our job to help out this way all these other people that are coming in? When did we decide that was a good idea? And, yeah, you're saying, well, it was a couple of generations ago with higher education. And I'm thinking, is it higher in terms of how – I don't know anybody with more than like a fourth-grade education that thinks that that's a good idea. I want them to come on your show. Hell, I'll run your show and ask them that. Now, I'd be interested to hear why it has become our moral obligation. To some extent, you know, Mayor Johnston is a victim of the Biden administration's decisions. He doesn't invite them here, but he also, like every other mayoral candidate, including ones we had on here on the radio, said, I'm not going to change Denver's sanctuary city status. But he doesn't push back on the Biden administration. At no point when he's on national TV does he say the Biden administration needs to get the border under control and needs to stem the tide of this. They need to wait in Mexico before their asylum claim is adjudicated. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He just says feds need to come up with more money for us to do this. That's craziness, man. That's craziness. We are fundamentally and permanently altering America and not for the better. I agree. And he's a gutless wonder for not standing up to the feds or the Biden administration. And in a way, the whole U.S., the the minority or the majority, whichever it is at this point, is a gutless wonder for not demanding that, you know, the feds clean up this problem. And, and they said Trump was so bad when he wanted to. I don't know what was so bad about it. Listen, it's not cool aside, and aside from all the other stuff, Ken, honestly, the uh, and we lost Chris on the line. Chris, call back after the break here. We'll put you on, I promise. Um, aside from that, at least the immigration stuff made sense and had a positive impact on trying to stem the flow, although it didn't end it. And no, he didn't build the wall and no, Mexico didn't pay for it. Those are legitimate topics. But just the idea that you can claim asylum, but you don't get to be here while we adjudicate it. That in and of itself, especially if you had a court date of four years from now, and it was like, you're going to have to hang out in Mexico for four years until we figure this out. People would stop coming to the border, claiming asylum. Uh, That's just how we go. We're encouraging it, allowing it. We're, We're begging them to show up here and do this. These stories of these massive caravans racing north towards the border, you want to see stuff go crazy. When Trump gets reelected in November, watch what happens in the ensuing two months before Biden uh, turns over the reins. There are going to be jillions of immigrants trying to flood the zone because they know that when Trump gets into office, 
party's over. I mean, that's just what's going to happen. Hey, Ken, thanks for the phone call, my man. i got to cut away for a break here. Hey, listen, when we come back, I'll get to your text. Lots of texts. Calls keep coming in. Jim and others at 303-696-1971. Let me tell you about someone who is not a gutless wonder, but instead someone who shows the courage of his convictions, especially when fighting for those who have been victimized by others. His name's Dan Kaplis, super lawyer and uh, super firm. And the Dan Kaplis Law Firm, it's not just Dan. Of course, Dan's the main dude there. But Babar Wahid is his partner now for, oh my God, I can't be in our second decade of that already. 17 years maybe since I tried Bobber's first case with him. Is that possible? Dang. Um, They do great work on behalf of victims. They stand up and fight where others are just looking to cut and run, to settle, get the quick score. That's not who this group is. If you're looking to just get a quick, uh, fast check, this probably isn't your firm. If you are in a situation where you need someone who has the expertise, the stick-to-itism, that these guys have, then pick up the phone and call them at 303-770-5551, 303-770-5551, or check them out at Dan Kaplis, C-A-P-L-I-S, DanKaplisLaw.com. Dan and Bobber, they won't quit until you tell them to or until they've achieved what it is you asked them to achieve. Just just that's how they're built, man. I mean, what else do you want out of an attorney? That's DanCaplisLaw.com. When we come back, we'll get to Jim and others. All of your texts is George Brockler, 710-KNUS. George Brockler, right back with you here, 710-KNUS. Going to get to the phone lines right now. Jim, you're on 710. What do you think? Hey, listen, I think this is a uh, a capitalism utopia that uh, we've been asking for for uh, decades, is it not? I mean... We need cheap, available people to do the work for us, don't we? No, not this way, man. I don't are, want to see are us they do just this the wrong color? No, it's I not mean, that at all. I don't they, want. They I don't. Smartphones. I, I'm not looking for the cheap labor stuff this way. This isn't how we well, should be doing well, business. And I know you're being sarcastic, man. Actually, actually, I'm not. I mean, we've been screaming about labor and labor prices, and we've sent all of our industry out of the country because our labor prices were too high, and now. It's just that they're not Europeans coming over here. Yeah. Oh, I don't I don't believe that at all, man. I don't care if they were from Canada or Mexico. I think you're just fundamentally changing this country by creating this super permissive environment well, you, where we're inviting yeah. all these people in. And we haven't, by the way, allowed them to work. So that's not part of it either. I, I agree with you. But, I mean, we can't force Americans to have children and maintain our population. There is a, an issue with aging people in this nation. And there is an issue with us businesses having to pay too much for labor. Businesses have been complaining about expensive labor for decades on end. And it's not like the unions at their 7% rate have uh, done anything to increase uh, unionism. The labor rates have been falling, and that's still yeah, not good th- enough. This isn't, this isn't adding our to our labor, though. This isn't adding to our sure labor. It's not because these people aren't permitted to work. That's part of what Mayor Johnson is saying on these different national shows is, hey, federal government, give these people the authority to go get jobs because they don't have them right now. So the government is the one that gives authority for working. For the immigrants, for the the migrants, they need the permit because they don't have like the work permits or visas or whatever the hell they need. They don't need the permission to go to work. You you go to a Disney hotel and there's people in there that... uh, are being paid by uh, the Chamber of Commerce member businesses, and they are cleaning rooms to make sure your room rate is low. 
I mean, (laughs) this is a capitalism utopia in my mind. You want this. You like this. this. Oh, no, no. I I disagree. I think Donald Trump's the only one that can even blow it down a little bit. But the Chamber of Commerce will steamroll right over Donald Trump and get their way in the end. I, I don't see any way around it other than we should have had more white babies 25 years ago. I don't. For me, it's not a color thing. And Jim, thank you for the call, but I'm running out of time, and the music's playing right now. It's not a color thing for me at all. It doesn't matter where they're coming from. If it was Scotland, I wouldn't say yes. Let's do this. Um, frankly, I'm not sure that workers out there want lower labor wages at all. And I'm also not convinced the Chamber of Commerce is going to unseat Donald Trump. I think this dude is headed towards the White House. Hey, when we come back, Vince Bizdeck from the Gazette. Great piece on Lincoln and his Lyceum speech. Does it have a message for us? George Brockler, 710 KNUS. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.